What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast, Lita Johnson, and this is the Father League of Sports Podcast, man, listen, we were just talking about this last night, I'm trying to think, who was the last recruit I did that with, who was the, the, the last trans, I think it was Akeem Hart, I was like, yeah, Akeem Hart, I, was, I remember I did the podcast before, I said, if you get this commit, we're going to be back with another one. This is the same thing happened with Tyler Burton. I was hearing a lot of good things. I mean, I heard a lot of good things. It just seemed like Hunter Dickinson was there. But <clears throat> that was the last second. Listen, I was deep into that. That was the last second, you know, decision. Uh, shout out to my guy, Big Raw Sports. Um, big star of Raw Sports. Uh, he's, he's a legend out here in Philly, and it's going to be some things we got going for Villanova, um, building with some camera crews, and we're going to be there for some visits of guys and football. And so that's the big news day on Villanova. Just got uh, a lot of uh, uprising camera guys I'm going to be working with along with him. Um, and I want to get just the whole sports atmosphere. I'm going to be doing my best right now. Um, basketball and football are my uh, – ones I know a lot about. I'll be trying to get as much information on on certain sports from lacrosse to all that, you know. Anything that has something to do with Villanova sports, we're going to be on it. So, it'll be a process. So, now we talk about Tyler Burton committing to Nova. He is a high four-star transfer portal recruit. That day he, was in, he had no stars coming out of high school, but he has a high four-star rating at uh, 247 Sports, uh, 95 rating. Man. Now, I, I hear, I saw John Rothstein. Got so much love for John Rothstein. Can't wait to start hearing the Fortune 500 phrases again. But, you know, everybody has their guesses. I mean, Rothstein's had guesses of, of, of lineups that weren't right before. I mean, everybody has. But I understand people seeing Rothstein. It's all more through the years, man. So they're going like, Rothstein, this is this is the lineup. He, what he's saying is gold. What anybody says is a lineup in analyst field is not gold. I'm talking about anybody, even even recruiting. Like everybody has, you know, some are lucky enough to get it. Some guys around the right people, you know, some guys around that person, you know, or, or, or just be around for that decision. It's just all about timing. It's really an art to really get the percentages that a lot of us got. I'm not the highest percentage of mine. Mine's still staying at the good 85%. Always stays good. I'm always good in my recruiting. Um, well, it's been a, a better a better time this year. It's been so much going. The Tyler Burden, that was one of my uh, guesses last year. I mean, recently. Because, you know, I mean, no matter what anybody says, I mean, Hunter Dickinson was such a golden, 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 golden commit. Everybody thought, man, yes, he's coming to Nova. Everybody did. Then I started, when I said it, you know, I started seeing other people say it because I was sure of it. Then you start seeing On3 say it. And you start seeing um a lot more people direct toward that. But I knew that Kansas was right there. He could, they could definitely get it. That wasn't a surprise that they got it. It wasn't like um the Lonnie Walker situation. But okay, let's go here. Tyler Burton is a beast. And then looking at the lineup of Rothstein said, more 
Bomba in the backcourt. 6'5", TJ Bomba, 6'200", uh, Moore, 6'4", 6'5", 200, shooting guard. He's going to be the ball handler. Now you got, they say, that this is what they're predicting. This is what Rostein said. And people, some people are believe some people are believing this. Um, Tyler Burton, then Hakeem Hart at six eight, which he does have the size to play at six eight. But we're we're gonna get on order. Eric Dixon at six seven two fifty five. This is your starting five. <clears throat> okay, first things first. We saw Neptune starting lineups last year. Okay, so don't don't think that. When you hear somebody say another one, it's kind of crazy. I'm just fighting mine, too. I mean, he's not crazy. But it just don't make the proper, you know, as a debating analyst, I'm going to debate mine which because it's the proper placement. I mean, if they do this, then Villanova's outmatched as their starting five by choice. Like, they're going to choose to outmatch that. They're going to choose to start as a small lineup first because everybody can shoot threes. The reason why I worked with Spellman, with Villanova, because he was really a natural center. He was a he wasn't six seven. <laughs> well, that's the first thing. He wasn't six seven. Six nine. Six nine, man. Two fifty five. Total difference. Length, everything. He could block shots. Total different type of monster in the middle. Six seven, two fifty five. Yeah, Dixon automatically comes as a center. You know, but when you come in and you look at how he plays and it's been already seen that size is a problem for Villanova. And obviously, who knew it? Villanova. So they went for size. That was a, listen, I remember talking to one of the coaches. I always say one of the coaches. And they said, if Dixon, this is the time before Dixon committed, before he committed, they said, well, we got backup plans. It was already into when the at the time they got the Naheem McLeod interest. You know, I was talking. It was before Dixie even committed. We yeah, I said so. What is is this Naheem McLeod? I said is this a uh, <clears throat> is this if Dixon don't commit because we talked for a long time and I finally said that and he said yeah that we we gotta have backup plans. Boom. So as soon, if anybody remembers, if anybody follows me on Twitter, as soon as Dixon committed, I, I broadcasted and I said, I said immediately, people that Villanova could go for because he didn't commit. Start, and Manahim McLeod was one, started naming him. And I, then I could, I also heard, we're going to go for size because Thomas Sorber was also, I also had heard at the same time that Thomas Sorber was on campus. Now I put that out. And this was right around the time, this was like a couple of weeks after Lathan Somerville told me that I remember right before his commitment, I didn't broadcast it, you know, didn't broadcast it. It's, I, I just pretty much put a hint like, yeah, you know, <clears throat> they're recruiting them hard and I didn't get hype on it. I was like, yeah, they're recruiting them hard. Because once, once Lathan Somerville told me that, um, yeah, Villanova, we were talking hard, but they want me to... Uh, reclassify to 2023 and I didn't want to. I want to go to 2024. Boom. I automatically was like, oh, well, that's out of that. Uh, off of that. So now the size, you have 6'9", 235, Lance Ware, who was 42 ranked for, or 
and by 247 ahead of Hunter Dickinson, if anybody doesn't know his talent and what he's going to unleash as an experienced talent, playing for a winning team, being a leader on the team, a leader on the team. Listen to what Calipari said about Lance Ware. People were arguing with Alan Ray. Listen to what Calipari's, before you have these fantasy lineups, the fantasy draft, and you want to do NBA draft king, listen to what Calipari says about Lance Ware. Before you start looking at two points a game, and uh, he doesn't, listen to what John Calipari says about Lance Ware. He's a top 50 recruit. So you're thinking he don't got that talent left because he was on, I'm not going to go into none of that. You just do your homework on Lance Ware. So now you're trying to say that he comes off the bench. A guy that can, you know, nobody on this lineup has the size or the length to change the defense like Lance Ware. Now, Hakeem Hart at 6'8", he don't play big like him. He don't play strong like him. He plays a totally different position, but he can play defense. We all know Obama can play defense. We know Burton can play defense. He's long. It's not Hakeem. It's not Lance Ware. It's not him. It's not your center position. Now you can move Eric Dixon, 6'7", 255, can boss and outman a lot of power forwards, plus be a stretch four, shooting a three. Then you get 6'7", Tyler Burton. Now you don't have a little front court no more. You know, even though Cam Whitmore, is, he has weight on him, 234, 235 guy, uh, six five. He's not six seven. It's more length, and he did be able to score. This is a guy, Tyler Burton, who could end up being a first round pick. The guy already scored nineteen a game in the A ten. Now we're talking about coming to the Big East, bringing that same thing. Don't think it'll be nineteen. It'll be fifteen a game, fourteen, fifteen a game for Burton. But he'll show, and also, yeah, uh, you don't got all the 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 so much pressure on you when you're the number one guy on a team like Richmond. Now you're coming to Villanova where you got help. You're not. It's going to be easier for you to hit better three-pointers. He shot like 29% last year from three. It's going to go up. There's no doubt about it. He's not going to be the guy to even focus on when the game starts. It's going to be Justin Moore. That's going to be the first name. Then you still got Eric Dixon. Then Mark Armstrong, we know the transfers get the spotlight, but when you do your playbook, when the coach goes in there, you don't even know how Burton's going to react. You are focused on the guys who were there last year. You are already a problem. So, Burton. Burton, Dixon, that, that is that is the lineup that gives you a defensive chance. And it's the better place lineup. You don't want to put Dixon there with Ware on the bench with his defense and his physical prowess and his experience and his leadership on the bench. Now, now, a lineup, yes, that's a great that's a great lineup. It's a difference when you bring in a lineup like that. That is a killer lineup. After you've been physically outmanned and had to mess with the 6'7 small forward now, and you still got a 255, 6'7 power forward. You have natural, a natural 345. And then you have Mark Armstrong and Justin Moore. Why? Would you push your your two guard to be your starting point guard when you have a point guard? And that's a good electric point guard. 
Moore can be a, a, a unbelievable monster all over because now you got Burton. I was talking about Bomb, but now you got Burton on the starting five with Eric Dixon. And then with Ware, Armstrong's going to make him like the passes that Ware's going to get from Armstrong, and everybody's going to be focused on those first three, Burton, Moore, Dixon, that you're not even going – it's going to be hard to mess with the energy and the strength of where he can, he can get you in the post. He can get you with a mid range jumper, alley-oops, rebounds, shot blocks, steals. This guy's going to be everywhere. Can guard perimeter. This guy can guard. So now you go on the bench. This, this is what you have to look at. Go on the bench. And these guys are still going to get the, the right minutes to be those type of players. This is going to be dangerous. Now, now, the only thing that's going to go down is the housing Longino scoring average. Now it's Hart and Bamba off the bench. They're going to be in those small lineups getting so much time. I can see so much time for Bamba, so much time for Hart. I, if their lineup, because I'm, I'm about to talk about that other lineup everybody's talking about. Now, now you got. Hart can play backing up at the four. Palmer can play backing up at the three. Longino can play backing up at the two. Hauser can play backing up at the one with Archidiacono. You know, because Hauser doesn't have to be rushing the time. He'll get time to shoot because he can shoot. You have a 40% shooter and a 38% shooter and Hauser and Archidiacono that you can both put at the the one position because Hauser is an underrated passer. Archie Yakino has played the point. He's a point type of guy. He's a he's a good ball handler. You know, he's the type of guy that can handle the patience with the ball, not nothing flashy, just can play the game. Now you have, then you go up top. And we're talking about Nana Njoku and Trey Patterson. People are saying, oh, they, no, no time will be had with them. Trey Patterson can easily... Go in, I said this in the last podcast, defense, rebounding, to out-muscle people when you're being out-manned. And they're both juniors. These are not freshmen and sophomores. They know they're ready for play. Plug-in play, they, they, they got it now. They've been around Final Fours. They've been around tournaments. They've been around the uh, Big East tournaments, Big East championships. These guys are ready. So you could put them right in there. Uh, the, the lineup I said was Danny Njoku, Trey Patterson, Hakeem Hart, Justin Moore. Or you can do um, Joel Longino, Justin Moore, Hakeem Hart, just to go with Trey Patterson and Njoku, just for the size factor. If you want to say... One, one lineup I said, if you want to put Trey Patterson at the, the small forward, where he was recruited at, small forward, he could definitely play that. Anybody doesn't know him, go do your homework. If you want to put Trey Patterson, Lance Ware, and then in the Joku with Hakeem Hart and Justin Moore, that's dangerous. Yes, tr- when people find out how good Trey Patterson really can play, they're going to go, like, you must be crazy to think who you're talking about. So you have a guy there that can be energetic, can make the right pass, can shoot the ball, I mean, can score the ball. Then you got um, Lance Ware at, at the power forward position, his physicality, what he can do, his, his energy, he's energetic. He really is a player that Villanova fans are going to love. And then you're talking about Nana Njoku, super athletic, 6'9", 6'10", 260, 
Nana Najoku. That's a defensive lineup. Some more length on there than anything. And then with Hakeem Hart being a ball handler, Moore can run it around or he can have a ball. It's real good to have Hakeem Hart, a ball handler on that team. Now, of course there's going to be minutes cut into, but this is what makes this team so good. Next year's team is going to learn from, Pettis is going to learn from the Hakeem Harts and the Talib Burtons and the being around all the, the vets. So is Nana Njoku going to learn from the Lance Wares and the Eric Dixons and the Tyler Burtons. And they're going to make Nana Njoku and Patterson real good for next year. Jordan Dumont's going to learn from this team. That's that's probably the – I think that'll be no doubt, no question, that'll be the red shirt. As I posted on Twitter, I talked to Villanova um, sources, and um, there is going to be a red shirt that's going to happen. I, I mean, it could be any I'm, – I'm just naming Dumont. What if it's Patterson? You red shirt Patterson. He did start early. <laughs> you red shirt Patterson. Bring him on. What if you? What if it's Ninjoku? Well, I know it's not going to be Housing or Longino. They need those guards. Those are important pieces to your puzzle. Um, I mean, but what if it is Housing? You know, because you got Archie Diakono. You you red shirt him for next year. That's a heck of a weapon, man. Well, they redshirt Longino. Look, man, we want you for next year. We want you here a couple more years. Boom, we're going to redshirt you. I mean, it, it wouldn't be like nothing he would do. Listen, housing the Longino on no NBA rosters. I mean, N- NBA uh, draft boards, man. So this would be good for any of them. But then again, you know, you don't want to make nobody ha- unhappy to the point where they want to transfer. But that's just, I mean, that, that's neither here nor there. If they say this to them and they agree and they go down for does it, and then they play. I mean, I'm just saying, those are the conversations that I had, you know. When you talk about what Rothstein said, Rothstein said, the, um, I mean, they're only saying this on, on the logic of they got transferred, so they're thinking, one guy, a Villanova updates. What's up, man? I, I, I didn't want to get. I mean, sometimes I'm tired of texting so much. That's what the done is for. I'm, I'm done with it, man. I, mean, I can say I can go, to, I can a million words on anything, and in this one, um, Hakeem Hart and T.J. Bamba would have went to a place where they could have got the ball. Man, Washington State is nothing compared to Villanova. You, you're gonna go there just to get your status known. You're going to go there, period. Hakeem Hart, wait, whoa, whoa. In Villanova, we're talking to, no matter what the record was, this is Villanova. We're talking to the next level. They're going to, they think NBA at this time. A lot, a lot of students are think, a lot of athletes think NBA. And these guys have one year left. What school would you rather be looked at right now? Rather look at you, Villanova or Merlin. Then Hakeem Hart is close to Philadelphia. I mean, you just gotta put it all in one. It, this is what this is. This is what happened. Villanova, and especially after Eric Spoelstra said what he said, they knew they made the right decision. After they, that was after they made their commitment. People, now people are feeling good about Villanova, choosing them as a favorite school. It goes up. 
Now that they're now they're really highly liked even more. Villanova is an NBA school. As long as people keep going, being on championship teams in the NBA, Villanova goes up. Nobody's recognizing that. This is how it goes, and that's what's happening. Villanova's credibility more than any time is up right now. At the Spolstra City, after a coach, Hall of Fame coach, best coach in the NBA now, he is. After going to the finals, he is. Best coach in the NBA. Best coach in the NBA. Best coach in the NBA. Says Villanova. Oh, these Villanova players are special. Man, you're one of these guys. Boom. He has one. Kyle Lowry. You know, he says it while he has one. <laughs> Just know how to win. That's big. That's huge. Now, looking on this roster, uh, if you if you do like roster, he said, and you have um, Tyler Burton, Hakeem Hart, Eric Dixon at center. So now your backups would be Hmm. Interesting. Joy Longino. Trey Patterson. Lance Ware. Brandon Housen. Chris Archer Diacono. So, this is what would happen. Then the Joku wouldn't get that time. Well, or somebody has to go, cause, but it wouldn't be the Joku. It would probably be Dumont. Could probably be Dumont, or it could be Njoku because you want to keep a extra year of eligibility, or it could be Patterson. You know what you're going to do? Who would you put over there? Would you put Njoku to back up um, Hakeem Hart? How would that go? Are you letting Dumont? No, no, it's not happening. And until that happens, Dumont is a guy that's not going to be backing up over a guy that's experienced as a junior. That that's not even Villanova's cup of tea. You, whatever confidence you don't have in Patterson, it, it, it doesn't go with the fact or the belief that he's going to get time. It is what it is. Now, if that goes like that to that roster, and you're talking about backing up, because Lance Ware is going to get some time at the five, big time. Just like y'all believe that Bamba and Hart won't start, though, though those people, Bamba and Hart won't start, Ware is going to get big time, or he's just not going to sit back there and be it. So, Regardless, because I can also put on something that we both can believe and both can be good for both beliefs. Both lineups are going to get time. Are are they starting where? Are they not starting where? And then you got Dixon. Where is still going to get big time at that that five position? And Dixon's going to get their power forward time. And then Patterson's going to get Time at the four position regardless. Because Dixon's not going to stay in there. And, no, they're going to get Patterson time so Dixon can get rest. He's going to get that time. Because they need Dixon to be fresh so he can come in and contribute. So Patterson's going to get that time. Patterson's going to get a good 10-minute year. I think this, is, this is definitely a 10-minute year for Patterson. He's going to get that. The thing is, is Najoku going to get the less time than Patterson? That's it. That's a great problem. Two talented guys, athletic and ready. 
You know, a lot of people saw Patterson on garbage time. You know, a lot of the times he come in there, do that. They didn't put the time in. They're gonna put in now to him. You got a junior forward in there with all types of skills. They're gonna put him in there. Now it's all about implementing, putting Patterson down with the playbook of Neptune, and that's gonna be big this year with Njoku. I got some talking to do too. I got um, you know, I got a coach to talk to after this. You know, Villanova, Villanova sources um give y'all some more update. Probably be Twitter, but um, you look at those lineups, y'all look at them, and, and I mean, some people just like lineups. It's all about a favorite thing. I like this lineup, no, I like this one better. If you look at it and, and what I'm giving you with the lineups, Villanova's more dangerous. Also, with the lineup, I said. I mean, you bring Bomba and Hart off the bench. Most people ain't got that nowhere. And then you still got housing lines, you know, on the bench like that. If you if you spread that out, now you now you're gonna have to depend on Longino and housing to be those guys. Patterson to be those guys. Where to be your score? Who is your big time scorer off the bench? Villanova just don't run like that. Villanova does not run with not a killer off the bench. You know, when you have a killer, they use a killer. DiVincenzo, Phil Booth. You had Bridges coming off the bench at one time. I remember when John Salastan was playing. I remember when uh, Dylan Ennis was playing. They always have a killer, man. So when you have a, what makes y'all think they would undersize the starting five just because these are the guys they brought in. You think they haven't talked to these guys? You think they don't have complete confidence in the team? These guys all know they're going to get starters time. They're going to get time for NBA NBA uh, execs to see them, scouts to see them. T.J. Bomber came from Washington State, man. He's in, Him being at Villanova is a, a super upgrade for his draft status, for his confidence, for his college career. Because he wasn't recruited by big schools like this. And all of a sudden he was. And then Villanova was one of them. Oh, he's in there. He's he's going to play guard. He's going to play small forward. He's going to be all over. They're going to have so many ways to put people in there. So many different lineups. You know, you could put Bomba in there with housing and put Hart at the point guard position. I mean, at the uh, small forward position. Or you can put him at the forward position. Or you can put him at the two guard position and put Bomba at small forward and some lineups. And you can have housing at the, at the small for, at the point guard position. See, it's positionless basketball. All you need is a guy that can pass and handle the ball. Unless, and we're talking about on lineups. We're not talking about as true your true point guard. Hart is not going to be your true point guard anywhere. Not one place. He'll be a small forward or, 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 or a shooting guard in the NBA level. More likely a uh, um, small forward in the NBA, like 6'8". NBA level, they're going to have him at the small forward. All right, that's just it. But here in the, in the college, you know, you can have him at small forward at the four and at the shooting guard position. And the, and the fact that he can handle the rock, he can pass the ball, makes him a problem. He can really develop to something. If he's a guy that you feel could be a point guard, this is the school to do it to. He can come here and be an all-round player. He's had seven, six, seven assists before in the game. He is a complete player. 
So now, as I say, if you got a guy like Hakeem Hart and TJ Bamba, you throw your starting five out there, they play, which gives Bamba the time, which gives more of the time to score and Burton to be the main score guys in there that's going to eat it up. And then Mark Armstrong is going to feed off this deep lineup and be another scorer, but be really have a chance to be a point guard because there's so many. They're going to see the true point guard skills of Armstrong because there's so many weapons around him. And then he offers three-point shot, driving on you, dunk on you. I mean, he's a different type of athlete. He's 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 going to eat because people are going to forget about Armstrong. And, I, and this is not the year I feel like he gets all the, the time to, to where you would call, call him a first-round pick, but he could. But he's a sophomore, and – after this year, scouts really see that he's a first-round pick. And 2025, he'll be a first-round pick. I think more in, – and this team is really that good to go to the Final Four. On paper, they are that good. Justin Moore and Tyler Burton as seniors and already did what they did. They, they're not new to this. They're just going to come in and go to as business as usual and be able – guys that can score 30 points – I think they both score. I think Justin Moore scores 16 to 17 a game. I think Burton scores 14, but really shoots efficient, shows his athletic ability, and shows just how good he is. I think if you look at it, they both can score 16 if you look at it. I mean, that can happen too. I mean, I, I'd rather switch it to that because, I mean, if you look at it, both of them are going to be going to get it. And if you look at uh, Dixon now, he'll be the guy to go down to 14 and 8. 14 and 10. I think he can get to 10. Dixon's a strong guy. It's just hard in their in their five position to get that many rebounds. And when once he gets to the the, the four position, and then you got a, a a Lance Ware, he can clear the rebounding is an advantage when you got Ware and Dixon, because you got Ware as the center. And I'm not gonna tell you what's been confirmed when it comes to star lineup or what comes to people that they believe it in. So you're just gonna watch it. You're just gonna watch see how things happen. Lance Ware at 6'9", 235 is the guy that can box out, can, can command the post as far as rebounding and blocking. And so this will allow Dixon to be able to get rebounds at 255 or 6'7", because he's boxing out. And then you got a 6'7", small forward. You got a physical shooting guard. You got an athletic point guard. You'll be able to get rebounds. You put in Eric Dixon next to Hakeem Hart. No. It is not athletic ability because Hakeem Hart is going to play the forward. He's going to be out there. He's not your natural post power forward. You know, he'll get post opportunities, but he's a different type of power forward, all around ability, more of a small forward. Putting him at the forward position takes him out of his element. Certain lineups, yes, because you can be able to have him handle the rock in certain lineups where you have shooters around him and things like that. You put him at the four when you put a lineup in like Dixon and you make a run with this lineup. But when you want to hold ground, you don't put him in the lineup at the four with a 6'7", 255 center. If you put Dixon in, if you put Hakeem Hart in there with Lance Ware, that's a different story. You put him in there with Dixon, it's a different type of lineup. This is what it is. So you're not trying to give yourself a disadvantage. But if they do their lineup, just know that's what's going to happen. If that's their starting lineup, that is the only problem that's going to be with Villanova this year's mismatches with this team when they first start. It'll be a good scoring team, but it's going to be so many times they lose matchups, defensive matchups, because you got your, your lineup that should not be in there in there. 
more going against other small, uh, quicker, faster guards at the one. If you don't have to let him do that and you have a guard that can go against those guys, then you go with Mark Armstrong and let Moore be the killer he can be. Moore could probably average 19 a game with this team. I mean, because everybody's not going to average 20, and they're going to depend on a guy who knows Neptune has been on this team longer. Moore and Dixon have. Moore and Dixon are going to be two guys that eat. I mean, just it can possibly be them two get 19 to 16 and Burton get 14. You know, you look at Armstrong, he might just average 10 a game this year. 10 a game. Shooting efficient ball, 40% from three, and you know, 44% from the field. Five assists. That I, it's too many weapons on him to see he's not gonna get 10 and five, 10, five, and four. That he's gonna have a good season. Moore can score from 16 to 19. Just depends. But I think 16, 15 to 16 for Dixon, 14 for Burton. 14 to 16 for Burton. We're going to see how it goes. Those are the three guys that's really going to make it. And then you got anywhere from, man, that, that, that from eight, from, from, I ain't going to say eight. I can't, um, looking at Lance where that's a confusing, I think it's anywhere from nine, nine points, eight rebounds to, well, he can go anywhere from nine to 11 points to nine to, Eight to ten rebounds. And I think one to two blocks. I mean, 1.5 to two blocks. He's going to get blocks. He's going to block a lot of shots. He's going to be the type of guy that could get one steal a game. He's a defensive presence that's going to make a big – you're looking at this whole team. You're looking at who is the game changer. And Lance Ware is the clear underrated game changer. Everybody looking at uh, Burton and looking at what Bomber did, averaging 16 a game in Washington State, looking at – you know, the type of games Hakeem Hart has had unbelievable games with and, and they he was a big important part of Merlin. One of the most most important parts of Merlin. Another guy, most important part. Whether he started or not, he was one of the most important parts, just like Lance Ware. So we're talking about just like updates were saying, oh, Bomba and Hart are coming from a place where they would have started. For one, Bomba would have definitely started. But we don't know if Hart would have started because it's like we don't know where they're going to start. You know, Kentucky bringing in all these guys. Why would Hart want to leave? There's a, there's a reason why Hart would want to leave. He's saying coming from a place he could have been anywhere. Hart, Hart recruitment to Villanova was as much under wraps as any recruitment. Soon as you heard he visited, then all of a sudden, a week later, he committed. This wasn't like a long list and a long drag out like any of the other ones, like Bomba. As soon as Bomba got down, there was this long, long super list. As soon as Dickinson got, it was a long super list, dragged out. Heart recruitment was not that, that drug out. Like, dude. It's, of course, Hart could have came in there with his senior. and could have, I, I believe he should start for Merlin and would have started. But also there's a thing that he wouldn't start. He came off the bench. He started some games. But I think he would have started. 
but we're talking about Merlin. That's all I'm saying. Like, you got to start putting things together. This is Merlin. You want to go where you want to be recognized because now you're trying out for the NBA draft combine and you want people to see you. They're going to see you again with Merlin. Uh, no matter what type of where they were, where they ranked, they're not Villanova recognized. And you're in your hometown. That's all he wanted. He could have just went to the draft and got the same. He wanted to see them recognize him more, get a little bit more money, maybe maybe get drafted, get a, a two-way contract with another team, with more teams, more endorsements, more. And, I, like, it's so much more to this now. Bamba, Washington State, you think you're sitting here hearing him say, I'm going to go test the draft combine from Washington State? He wasn't hearing this before. I'm going to go. You wasn't hearing about a Washington State person doing it. Now I'm in Villanova. Uh, more people are going to look at me. More scouts are going to look at me. I'm going to get the ball. He's going to be an important part. He's going to get the ball. He's going to be able to score no matter if he comes off the bench or not. They're invested in these guys. People don't know basketball. You don't think two bench players can do it? No, it's just that two bench players didn't. There were times they had Archie Diacono and Antoine and Longino getting these minutes, and guys wouldn't produce. Now they got the guys that can produce Longino, Housing, Bamba, Hart, all can contribute and have contributed. Archie Diacono, another guy, say what you want, but now he's more dangerous. If he didn't think he was dangerous, he's dangerous now. 38% from three. All he can do is be a shooter. That's all he got to do is be a shooter. Be a shooter. Be a scorer. When you do a a, a shot now and they come at you, oh, man, they ain't going to know where to hit them because there's going to be so many guys. Every, there's four players around you who are better than you, and they can score. He's going to be able to score so easy now. Villanova's going to be very dangerous. They have shooters everywhere now. The only person that cannot shoot on that team is Lance Ware from the outside. Talk about, you no know, Patterson can shoot three-pointers from the outside. He's hit a three-pointer as a Villanova Wildcat. Najoku, yes, he can shoot. He's not a deadly guy, but he can hit that shot. He's Him being recruited when he was in high school, he was hitting that shot. He wasn't a deadly shooter, but he could hit that shot. So Villanova has, though, and you talking about shooters, we're talking about Longino, we're talking about Archie Diakono, we're talking about Hauser, we're talking about Bomber, we're talking about Burton, we're talking about Hart, we're talking about shooters. More, of course, we're going to say more. Armstrong can shoot from the outside. It's going to be exciting. So, and like I say, I have to end it with this to let everybody know what it's about and, and what this one thing, uh, the, the star lineup, I think Lance Ware, 6'9", 235, length, block shots, guard guard five positions. Yes, he can guard the point guard. This man has the, the type of athletic ability that can do that. Good at it. This is what makes it such a game-changing recruit. Ashley Howard came right in, went for recruits. Hakeem Hart, guys, they had recruited before. Ashley Howard went right in and got him. Soon as he, listen, before he was re, became a coach, he was making changes, man. He was making moves for Villanova. This man makes moves. The Amigos are back. I, I announced this. Recruiting was going to surge when Neptune was coached. It did. When I said Howard's going to be a heck of a, it is. Y'all gotta start. My predictions go more than just football, more than just basketball recruits, man. 
That's why my predictions and my percentages stay high. Now, Lance Ware, Eric Dixon, Tyler Burton, Justin Moore, Mark Armstrong. If you can't agree with that, having a natural point guard, a natural big, which is very key. Then they have a one, two, three, and Justin Moore, Tyler Burton, and Eric Dixon that can score. Uh, they have a, a dream team. How can, a, a dream of a team. How about that? A dream of a team. You, you want to build it. You always want to build a team with a real point guard. You always want to build a team with a real big and center. You always want to do that. You always want to do that. Then you got killer scores, Burton and Moore. And Dixon? Not only do you have Burton and Moore who can score anywhere, everywhere, you have a true post guy who can be a who can hit three pointers and Dixon. This is a dream starting five. Then you got your bench player, Bomber can be a straight up killer. He can do now. Oh, man, it's even better for him because they can put him as a uh, small forward and shooting guard coming off the bench in different lineups, and he can eat. You might even put him at the point guard just to allow a, a, a two guard, a guy like Hart, to handle the rock. Because Hart, you can put him so many different places, shooting guard. Wherever you can put him at, he can handle the rock like a point guard. So this could be big. It means you could throw Bomba, and you can throw people everywhere when you got ball handlers. Justin Moore can handle the rock. But you just want him to score more, so I'm pretty sure that they're going to balance. Between more Armstrong and Hart, you have your ball handlers that you, you would give permission to handle the rock to. So they're going to have the playbook. So how's the line, Gino, being back there with the guards? I mean, that's nothing. Like, they don't care about who the backup point guard is going to be because they have a point guard. Now everybody else can just be ball handlers. This is going to be good, man. So, listen, man, I'm out of here. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, Villanova Radio, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. This is Lita Johnson and Father Lita. Some everlasting, some everlasting. Yeah, we were. 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 Yeah